Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Viva Wellness Podcast. My name is Jarrell. I'm Rachel. Thank you for joining us today. We are recording on the last day of January, but by the time this podcast comes out, it will be February, mm-hmm. which means that it is officially election season. <laughs> Exciting. Is, or is it all year? It's, is it I mean, last from February through November? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> election year um and this will come out it'll the release date is two days after the first i guess official election of the presidential campaign election um, <laughs> what are you saying whatever you would you call it the first election of the presidential election no the primary i don't know but it seems like a much bigger deal caucus Right, but it's the first like election, it's the first thing that matters. I mean, yeah. Someone you're electing somebody. The state of Iowa is electing somebody, or I mean, you're not really that. electing, but yes. They're choosing. What would you call it anyway? Yeah. This is not important. It's the not. Iowa caucus was two days ago. If you're listening to this when it is released, or it was recently, if you're listening to it a few days after this podcast came out. And so that means that we're officially in the madness of the news cycles. Can we agree to call it that? Yeah, I like how you say this as it's like a new thing. Yeah, I mean, it's not. <laughs> I guess it's getting... Like we're now in it. No, we've been in it. We've been in it. Yes. It's going to get worse, which is a nice, like, really... I don't know how that's possible. ...way to start the podcast if you're already tired of this. Yes. You're right. I feel like this has gone on not just last year, 20 years, when people were, right, announcing, you know, if they were running for the Democratic nomination, but years. I feel like since our current president got elected, people have been talking about the next presidential election. Yeah. And now it is here. Yes. So for some people, I feel like this is a very exciting time if you're into politics or you're really tired of the current people in office or you really like elections or all of the above. But I Mm. think even for people who find this a really exciting time, it can be a very stressful year. We're not even going to call it a season anymore. It's a stressful year. Yeah. So, Jarrell, what's your take on all of this? Because I know you and I also feel a little bit differently. So, like, we're going we're gonna to share our personal viewpoints and how we manage it, tips for anyone else who might be struggling or half struggling. So, Jarrell, how, how are you feeling at the beginning of this election year? Um... Well, kind of, as I hinted at, like, I I don't feel like it's an election year. I know it is, like, objectively. Um, But, like, I feel like we've been running this race for a couple years now. Um, So, I guess my my perspective on all of this is that it's really, one, I don't like it. So, there's that. Um, Because I feel like the way we are now culturally is that things sort of like the coverage is just incessant. And for me, that's just like not helpful. Um, And I think that, you know, one of my main strategies has been to unplug from this stuff um, to a certain degree. And yeah, I think that I think it's just really important, obviously, why we wanted to record this episode is to really talk about ways to manage and find your way through all of that, because it can bring up a lot of different things. And I think 
ever since um, the last presidential election and before also, you know, people were trying to figure out like, how do you talk about these things? How do you engage with in conversations with family members, with friends, coworkers, et cetera? And I think that the past few years, we've just collectively, collectively been really struggling to cope with everything that's going on. And now obviously, we're now in the midst of impeachment proceedings. Um, and so it's, there's a lot of coverage all the time. Um, and that's all over every outlet, essentially. So. Yeah, and I would imagine that people feel similarly to you, probably more than one, maybe, you know, three or 300,000, you know, whatever. Right. How do you kind of manage that feeling with the also impending pressure and current pressure? I say impending because I feel like it's going to get worse as we get closer Mm. to get involved, to get out there, to make your vote matter. I'm trying to name all the election cliches I possibly can, but I'm looking after those three. Because I think there's a lot of pressure in that too, that even though you might be super burnt out, there's that whole your voice matters and you have to make it matter and therefore you must be informed and you need to get involved. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably not the best person to ask this question. Um, You're the only one here. I know, sadly. (laughs) Um, But I, I kind of don't care. (laughs) So like I do, but I also don't because to me, yes, I think it was much harder once Um, And it was more present for me, you know, once the 2016 election sort of came to fruition. I was like, okay, there are things to do. There there are, you know, um, causes to sort of highlight and marches to attend and things to do to advocate for certain people. And um, I don't know, like I'm naturally a very sensitive person. And so... Um, I have a finite amount of emotional energy and psychological energy. And frankly, I prioritize that for people I interact with on a daily basis. So whether that be friends, business partners, um, clients, like, so I, my sort of MO has been like, I can't devote, but so much energy to being sort of like, I don't know, activist minded about certain things because I don't have the energy or the capacity to do things that I might want to do otherwise. Um, And so uh, it's really about, for me, it's been about energy management and sort of just not caring like, oh, you you should be doing more. You should be talking to these groups. You should be reaching across the table. I don't care. So that's kind of been my MO for a while. Interesting that you say that because it went from like a general question about getting involved to immediately about activism kind of things. Mm-hmm. And I think you That's maybe the thing. Right, hit the nail on the head as to why people start to get burnt out is yeah. That's the connection people generally make. Like, oh, right. get involved, be informed means go to the marches, means go to protests, means, you know, make calls for a campaign. Right. But yeah. I don't know that it has to. Yeah, no, I, I agree. That's kind of the important distinction, especially now that you say that, 
in terms of maintaining your own sanity is that mm -hmm. you don't have to do everything to do something. Yeah, absolutely. And I know, you know, I asked you because then I started this by saying, you know, we kind of feel very differently is that I, if you know me, I'm very into local politics. Yeah. Local being New York City, for those of you who don't know where we live, we live in New York City. Yeah. And that is just where my interest lies and mm -hmm. my desire to find out more information is. Mm -hmm. And I say this, and to also put the disclaimer on it, that foreign policy, um, international relations, like, no, nah, I don't know. I'm yeah. no idea. I, like generally I, you know, I get the New York times breaking news headlines, which they're getting real liberal with the term <laughs> news these days. Yeah. Yeah. So I digress. So I have a general idea of what's going on, but like, right. I, I can't have a debate with you on foreign policy because I don't know. Right. And similar to what you said about caring, like, I don't really care to know. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I, I think it's important. I don't think it's something that should be ignored globally, but it's not, for me, I don't have an interest. I can only do so much. And for me, that lies locally. And I'll put another disclaimer on that, that despite that I can get a debate in a debate with you about the mayoral candidates for 2021 mm -hmm. here in New York City, like talk about election years mm -hmm. and can tell you things that are up for a debate in the city council and all of that. And I feel like I have an informed opinion on it and spend a good amount of time watching New York One. Hey, Pat Kiernan, case you're listening. I love you. Um, <laughs> I don't do a lot with that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an important distinction for me is that I like to be knowledgeable. It, so when I go to the elections and yes, I go to the local elections. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're a New York city local and you knew this, but we voted for public advocate. Mm -hmm. Probably no one did just like me and my husband. We're like one of 10 people at the polls. But I want to be informed that way so I can vote on local candidates, so I can vote right. on the referendums and all of that. But yeah. that's kind of where I stop. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I think that so much of this conversation and maybe like the primary kind of like feedback that we're offering is that um, there's a lot of pressure out there to engage in politics in any sort of fashion. But there is a lot of particular pressure to like for everyone to be activists, to pe for people to be activist-minded and these sorts of things. And I think uh, while that is nice, I think it's, uh, frankly, I think, uh, I'll, I know people will argue the opposite, but it is a bit of a privileged perspective to say that like everyone should be able to do these exact same things because that's not necessarily accurate. Like that's not realistic or healthy for everyone. And so what I would say is if you think that you can be that person, then be that person. If you have other limitations or interest or capacities, then it's okay for you to say, I'm going to focus in this area or I'm going to do this thing and that's how I'm going to be involved. Right. And I will walk that back a little bit in terms mm -hmm. of the idea of freedom and that, because mm -hmm. when you said it's a privileged stand to take, I agree. Mm -hmm. And I think that goes the other way as well. Mm -hmm. But the one thing I will say is that and uh, maybe this is a controversial statement, so like everyone get ready. Nothing is probably not an option. No, I agree. And so, and I think, you know, in the spirit of let's not go from one extreme to the other, 
nothing is probably not an option, or at least I shouldn't say it objectively, in my opinion, especially in the world we live in, yeah. nothing is, should not be an option. Right. But I think, you know, to balance it out, you need to then really take a step back from all the pressure of social media and news and everything like that and decide what it is that you can do mm-hmm. knowing that nothing isn't an option. And I think at the very bare minimum, but not really bare minimum, because I think it matters, Yeah, educate yourself on right. something that interests you. Yeah, Whether it's national, whether you're really into the, polit- uh, to the presidential race, whether it's, you know, you are somebody who wants to read tons and tons of details about what's going on in Israel or whether it's just your local community, educate yourself and get involved so you have an informed vote yeah. on what, whatever political candidate, whatever idea, and, ha- it, and how it's going to impact you and your community. Yeah. But how you do that is very subjective and needs to be based on what you can handle as an individual before you lose your mind. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that... Um, uh, Nothing, obviously, objectively is an option. I don't think it's a great option. Um, and so I think it's, it is really about figuring out what works, what can work for you and what's tenable and accessible for you. Um, and sort of letting the noise of all the other voices kind of fall by the wayside. You know, whoever those voices are. Yeah. I think that's really important. Yeah, especially if those voices are friends and family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because up to this point, we've talked about don't listen to social media, don't listen to the news cycles. But sometimes I think in both directions, whether somebody's like, why are you doing that? It doesn't matter if you're telling them you're going to a protest or you're going to go cancel. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, people can really shame you for being like, well, why aren't you involved? Which is funny because if somebody wants another person to get more involved, like shaming them is not really the answer to that. Yeah. Fun um, fact, shaming yeah. is demotivating. Right. Because right. then if you're telling me I'm basically a bad person, I've stopped listening to you. Yep. But so it's, I guess a pro tip for that too, if you know somebody who isn't as motivated and you mm-hmm. think you should be for whatever reason, maybe tell them why they should be, mm. like why it matters. Um, educate them and then let them make their own decision rather than judge them as a person, but yeah. side note. Um, and I think, yeah, that friends and family can be a really huge pusher in the direction of you taking on too much. Mm-hmm. And it's fine. Everybody can get involved in their own way. You know, it's other people's opinions can be helpful in the sense of it can give you a new perspective you haven't seen before. But at the end of the day, you get to decide if that perspective works for you or not. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like we would be remiss if we did not mention social media. I mean, we mentioned it, but to really highlight social media, not in the sense of people pressuring you specifically, but in the sense of it can get really overwhelming. Mm -hmm. There are some really terrible things that have been happening. Um, recently saw something about a bill that bills, not even one that mm-hmm. they're trying to push on transgender youth. Mm-hmm. And one of which in my former state, cool Arizona is essentially that you can check people's 
bodies mm-hmm. is the basis of this. I mean, I'm not like technically stating the law eloquently, but essentially that's the basis of this, that people can demand to see parts of people's bodies. Yep. Uh, so yeah, there's some pretty terrible stuff happening in the world. And yes, you can make a difference by your vote, by whatever you want to do to get involved. But at the end of the day, that progress is very slow and it's not direct and it can be really overwhelming. And I think there's a lot of pressure obviously to get involved, but I think there needs to be more pressure, good pressure to stop reading about something if you need to. Just just stop, just turn it mm-hmm. off. Turn off the, turn it off. Turn off the Twitter, turn off the TV. And if you need a break from the news cycle, that's fine. I have cut out the impeachment trial, anything. Yeah. Uh, I shouldn't say completely. I will get whatever updates my local news source, hi again, New York one, wants to give me, but in terms of details or watching it, nah. Mostly because it's, for me, it just seems really stupid and not stupid that it's happening, but we mm. all kind of know what's, mm-hmm. what's going to happen, point. what the outcome is going to be. Yeah. And so the details just really piss me off. Yeah. So I don't watch and for the main reason of that, no benefit will come from me continuously putting myself in a situation to get pissed off. Yeah, and I think it's also to, important to put this conversation into context of where we are culturally with the news too, is that, so with the ex- exception of maybe like the two to three major networks, um, all of these, like this political season, we'll call it, um, maybe even starting going back to 2015, 2014, um, has been a big, has offered a big boost for news, whether that's TV, papers, digital, digital print, all this sort of stuff. So there's a lot of uh, incentive to have this 24 hour news cycle. It's been the lifeblood of a lot of um, sources, a lot of outlets these past several years that were on their way out. And so uh, I think what you're saying, Rachel, is really important because it's okay to step back from that stuff in ways that you know feel good for you because they're actually highly motivated to constantly be pushing it in your face because that's what gives them ratings. That's what gives them money from advertisers and sponsors. And that's what keeps them going. Um, You know, there are a lot of different outlets that are shuttering their doors every day. Um, But the ones that are surviving, yeah, which is very sad. It's a side note. (laughs) Yeah, it's very sad. because a lot of them are like, you know, smaller outlets that actually do really good reporting and work. But, you know, so the ones that we're left with are just hammering us all the time with whatever the coverage is. It doesn't matter who you like or don't like, you're just getting everything. And it's very sensationalized. And I think that one of the things I'm glad that we've been talking about as a people in the past several years is that we are now in an era of which we have to be really conscious of the impact of that 24-hour news cycle in ways we haven't been before. And so one of the tools that is really helpful is to step back, is to find, you know, maybe a couple of outlets that work for you and then quiet the rest. Because if you just go about your normal day-to-day business, it is going to be in your consciousness as much as you are around any TV, phone, 
screen anything. And that's dangerous to your mental health. Yeah, it also takes more effort to consume news these days because yeah. of the fake news culture mm. where you oh, have yeah. to be, I hope people realize this, you have to be more aware and diligent in terms of when you read something really asking yourself, where is this coming from? Mm -hmm. Who's benefiting from this type of reporting? Mm -hmm. Is there anything left out of this story? And on and on and on. And that takes much more effort than, I don't know, maybe this was always a phenomenon. I'm always trying to figure out if it's just that it's gotten worse recently mm. or I'm just now old enough to be paying more attention <laughs> so I think it's gotten worse. Yeah. I don't know which would make me feel better. Right. But that is definitely part of our culture of being much more diligent of checking your own news sources mm. and really thinking critically, hopefully, about what you're reading. And so it takes, like I said, more effort to consume even just one news story than it did when you felt, for whatever reason, either because it was better or because you were younger and more naive, mm -hmm. that you could discuss what you were reading or watching. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. There's 8,000 things going on at the same time. And we know about it because of social media, because there's Twitter, because everybody's attached to their phones all day long. And yeah, I think it's fair to, because there's so much going on, zero in on the causes, the stories, the issues that are important to you. And maybe just casually know what's going on with the rest of the big stuff. Mm -hmm. I think that's fine because if everyone does that, I like to think there are enough people in the world, in this country, in your community to handle everything. You know, right. you divvy up the responsibility. Like, you take this, I'll take this. Right. And that's okay. Because at the end of the day, if you're in a worse mental state as a result, you're not really any good to anyone anyway. That's very true. So curate your feeds. Yeah. Social media feeds. Um, yeah. And that goes for people who might be on the other side of the political aisle or on the same side of the political aisle. Because let's be real, sometimes people get really ridiculous, even if they have the same fundamental views as you. Yeah. And, well, yeah. 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 I was just going to add to that. You know, I'm, I tend to be on Twitter more than I am on Instagram. And the really dangerous part of Twitter, at least for me, is that so you can follow people that you enjoy, you like your thoughts, you agree with them, whatever, whatever. Um, but you also, with that, you get the things that they retweet or the things that they engage with or respond to in your timeline as well. And so, you know, there've definitely been instances personally where I said, oh man, like, I really like this person. I agree with their perspective on most things, but I cannot follow them anymore or I need to mute them because the amount of stuff that they're churning out, whether that's retweeting, quote tweeting, interacting with, replying to, is just overwhelming. Um, and so like, it's, it's okay to even sort of, you know, mute or put the pause button, hit the pause button on people that you really enjoy, because sometimes that is actually better for your mental health um, to have fewer influences sort of in your face. Yeah, and to add on to that, I would also say that speaking of the same people on the same side of the political aisle or just the world as you, because it doesn't just apply to politics, but yeah. you can respect something that someone does or stands for globally 
with also not liking how they do it, if that makes sense. Mm. So there could be, uh, you know, going with the theme of the conversation, a politician where you're just a fan of their values and, you know, you think that they vote for good things that you agree with, but you don't like them on Twitter mm-hmm. or you don't like that their social media presence generally, or you don't want to get their emails for their campaign contributions. Every right. time you can right. just support them from afar. I know that there are people in the mental health space, which we're in, mm-hmm. obviously, that I respect what they do generally because they serve clients of a specific population mm-hmm. or they're bringing awareness to an issue or, you know, they're just a competent therapist or whatever it is they're doing. Yeah. But I don't like their message personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've muted them on Instagram mm-hmm. or at least. You know, it's funny because you can also trick Instagram if that you're not engaging or liking their posts, they will show it to you less often. Right. Thanks algorithm. Mm -hmm. So things like that, where you can just take a break and support somebody or something from the sidelines without being all in. Yeah. And I think that goes back to that whole idea of, you know, do what you can, when you can, how you can, Mm -hmm. rather than being like, well, if I'm going to be involved, I have to be involved and dedicate my life to this cause. Um, personal story is the women's march, which I think it's great that it's still going on. Mm-hmm. Um, went on for the fourth year, four this year. Uh, I don't even know. Anyway, <laughs> like a good amount of years. Right. And I went to. I want to say the first, definitely the first one, the first sec, the first two, mm. and after that, I opted out. Not because of the mission. I think the mission is great. Not because I don't believe in women's rights, because clearly I do. Vested interest. Not clearly I do, but clear I do. (laughs) But because of the way it is organized, the way it is structured, the time of year it happens, it really Mm -hmm. aggravates my body. Yeah. Um, Standing still in the cold is not a good look for me. And so I opt out. Right. Because the ends don't justify the means for me. And it, you know, it goes against the whole, you can make a difference. Each person can make a difference, but me being there in pain helps no one and makes no difference. And so I can make a difference, but I will do so in a way that works for me and is fulfilling in a way that doesn't cause me stress. And you can do the same thing. Yeah. No. And I I think that that sort of emphasizes the point that we were talking about in terms of, um, or that I was kind of hinting at in terms of like privilege. Hello. Hello. What was that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what? That's a really weird noise. Was that? I, I was like, I heard nothing. I just heard you go hello. Oh no, there was like a weird whoosh sound that happened all of a sudden. Oh, I did not hear that. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Um, <laughs> but the idea of privilege and that, like, whether that's like a, there used to be a lot of judgment, and maybe there still is a lot of judgment about what people are doing or not doing to um, be engaged. Oh yeah, I got some shame. Right. Like I, will, it, I won't call anybody out, but you know, if you're listening and you know who you are, you mm-hmm. know that you were shady. Right, like why, why aren't you at this thing? Why aren't you at this right. rally? Why aren't you at this, you know, whatever the situation is. And I think it's really important, again, to like recognize that not everyone has the same ability, not everyone, everyone has the same capacity um, so whether that is, you know, dealing with chronic pain or will it, whether it's because like you're um, neurodivergent and dealing with crowds is very difficult for you. Like there's no shame in that. There's no shame in doing 
what can work for you and not having to fulfill these expectations that are frankly arbitrary to begin with. And honestly, you don't have to be physically present. Right. Being informed is one of the best things you can do because that information can then guide your day-to-day decisions. You yeah. don't have to do anything extra. Mm. Vote in elections. That, I'm going to put that out there as the thing you need to do that's extra. But mm. other than that, yeah. if you are just informed of who's funding who and where does your money go if you support this person or this company mm-hmm. or this organization, you can then make a difference just by your day-to-day actions. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to call somebody, not a person. I'm going to call a company out. Mm. I had regularly off and on attended classes at SoulCycle and haven't mm-hmm. been the controversy over the summer, I believe. What is time? Maybe, summer, yeah. late fall, something like that, where mm. the one of the major investors directly supports Donald Trump. Mm. Well, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And so I didn't need to do anything extra except change my purchasing habits. Right. And it worked out because now I have a Peloton bike and it's in my house and that's so much better. But that in and of itself required no real extra effort on my part other than to be informed of what's going on around me. So then I can make decisions on how I spend my money, where I spend my time, who I support based on what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. You don't even need to necessarily do anything extra or be present in any other space that you would not normally be in mm-hmm. in order to make a difference. So just get the information. Yeah. So sometimes it's just about making a different choice, as you said. Right. Yeah. Get informed uh, of who's being influenced by different types of donations and, um, you know, where profits to certain things go. I'm mm-hmm. big fan of the follow the money. Yeah, yeah. And so even that, you know, you can decide, I'm not going to support this company. I'm not going to donate to this nonprofit because while they might have a good cause, they're also doing weird stuff on the side. So just be informed. Uh, And that is also to say of whatever topics interest you. Yeah. Well, and let me also add this because I feel like um, this is another part of this conversation and that, so this is, I'm trying not to be ranty. Um, (laughs) out soul cycle and unknown people in my life who are shady about the women's march so go ahead yeah yeah but the thing is is that like we live we live in a capitalist society um it is about the money follow the money is a good it's a good way to kind of like kuba said like who kuba Follow them. No, show me. Well, that's what I said. I said follow. I know, but it's all about money. (laughs) I don't know. I have like five movie references I can make, and you really just. I'm sorry. I I squashed your dreams. It's fine. Rod Tidwell. Yeah, yeah. Harry Maguire. Anyway, (laughs) go ahead. But yes. Not anymore. But fine. Um, but actually, (laughs) he's actually an apt uh example. Or it's all about the Benjamins. That would be the other. There you go. Make more music references. There you go. I'm really done now. Go ahead. Yes, yes. Um, But because we live in the society we live in, there, which I would argue is capitalist, which is racist, which is sexist, which is homophobic, which is transphobic. Argue or those are just facts. Uh, You know, I'm just saying for the people. You know, all right. For the people. For the people, those are facts. Giving (laughs) giving a little bit of space, but (laughs) my point is is that. 
you know, just with the example that you use, like there can be all, all companies have dirty hands to some extent, right? Because we live in this structure and we live in this system. So yes, yeah, someone could say like, oh, but Peloton does blah, 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 blah. Are they, blah, yes, blah, blah. right. Like every, there are going to be challenges, right? It doesn't mean that like you, we can just throw people away, throw things that matter to us away. There are going to be challenges, but it really is about trying to be as informed as possible. Like we're not, people are not perfect. Um, and so there are going to be issues because that's part of the structure and the fabric of the society we live in. Do your best, try and be more informed, try and be as informed as you can handle, make your choices and do your best, you know? But like, as Rachel said earlier, like doing nothing is kind of not really an option. Yeah. You know, but like do yeah. your best, but like it does require effort. Well, and speaking to the whole where's the money going situation, mm -hmm. I know I've said this to you personally many mm -hmm. times, and so now I will say it to a larger audience. I am fine with, well, I shouldn't say I'm fine with, I respect someone's decision as even if it's not a quote-unquote good one, as mm -hmm. long as it's an informed one. So mm -hmm. let's say you're a, you know, we'll, we'll go back to Soul Cycle. Let's say you're an avid Soul Cyclist. I don't know if that's what they call them, but whatever. <laughs> um, clearly, I didn't go that often. Right. But, and you hear this news, and you go, yeah, that really sucks, but you know what? This is such an important part of my life. I got to let this go. I got to ignore it. I got to turn mm -hmm. a blind eye. I'm, this is not where I'm willing to make a sacrifice. Yeah. Okay. But right. you're, but you're willingly and knowingly making that choice. And then maybe somewhere else is where you'll change your spending habits. And so yeah. I might not agree with you, right. but right. Maybe Peloton's doing some shady stuff I haven't heard about yet. And maybe I will say, oh, I actually don't want to send back this kind of big thing that was really hard for the delivery guys to get down the stairs, which I felt so bad. <laughs> I can imagine. It was bad. It was not good. Anyway, yeah. I'm not going to send that back. Yeah. I think it's fine as long as you're informed and you can make choices that you're comfortable with rather than right. sticking your head in the sand and being like, no, 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 it's fine. Well, right. maybe it's not fine, right. but we don't live in a perfect world and no right. one is perfect. And so there might be times in which you have to make decisions that go against your value system, but that's just life. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's just realistic. And, right. you know, um, in a perfect world, no, none of us would have to make those kind of choices. But there are different stakes, right? Like, uh, I'll give an example for me is that like, so uh, I'm unfortunately involved in fast fashion. Like, most of my clothes are from the Gap, right? There are problems, huh? Is that the term? There's a fast fashion? Yeah, it's a thing. What's slow fashion? <laughs> I don't know how to answer that question. Okay. But basically, like, you know, fast fashion is like mass produced, um you know, relatively inexpensive. Oh, that's funny, like fast food. Right. But it, the, pro <laughs> the problem is, it's like you think about the labor practices, you think about like sourcing of materials that are questionable, like is it sustainable or not? Like all these different things that make, you know, a company like Gap, and obviously they do some good things too. Um, but like they, but there are some problems, right? And I'm, I'm in that system because for me, it's like, well, this is good enough. I know that they're also doing some good and, 
you know, this is what I feel comfortable with spending my money on. Like this amount of money on these things for the most part is what I feel comfortable with. It's what is in my budget. And so, you know, there are, again, sacrifices to be made. There are things to consider. And so, again, let's not get into shaming one another, but really trying to be realistic about what people's access is like, what they can do, and let everyone have expectations of themselves. And yeah. yeah. And remembering that people make decisions and choices like that all day long. Yep. That we often put ourselves at the mercy of a company or organization mm -hmm. that's not doing a great thing. Mm -hmm. Even in just the moment, if it's not global, to get what we want because it's important yep. to us. Yep. And if anyone is a local area New York City runner listening who happened to try to register for the Brooklyn Half Marathon this year, you know what I'm talking about. And for those of you who don't, the short version of the story is that New York Roadrunners, who I absolutely love, everybody makes mistakes. This is not an indictment on them. This is my disclaimer. <laughs> but this was an error that prevented everyone from being able to register at 12 o'clock. People sat on the system for hours of their afternoon because the Brooklyn mm -hmm. Half is a very big and cool race. And runners tend to be generally stubborn people. Mm -hmm. And it turns out it took me more time to register for this race than it did to run a marathon and yet <laughs> i gave them my money right. i waited for four plus hours this is what we did was that right that i had to do that no of course not no that's absolutely insanity right. however i'll register again i'll be on the right. web next, next january i'll give new york owners my money should they have made that mistake no, and of course this is a silly example because it's not really politically motivated and doesn't have bigger implications. They're a wonderful nonprofit right. error rather than a choice to be corrupt. Right. But I think it gives you an example of the day-to-day -day decisions we make that are kind of in line with, mm -hmm. I want to ignore this company's political affiliation for a second because it makes my life so much better. And since we're all doing that all day long in various situations, in various ways, like you said, maybe we stop shaming people for doing it in specific circumstances. Yeah, help let help one another be more thoughtful and knowledgeable, not focus on shaming each other. Right, if you think somebody is supporting a company or an organization that is doing bad stuff and you think that there is a better alternative, tell them the better alternative. Maybe that will just be like, oh, okay, great. Problem solved. Maybe it won't, but everyone mm -hmm. gets the choice to make that decision for themselves. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it goes back to mute, right? You can either mm -hmm. not talk about it with that person. If it's that serious to you, you don't have to associate with that person as much. You don't have to follow them on social media. You do you and let other people do what they want to do. And if you want to help them try to change their perspective, do it in a helpful way rather than right. a way that is just going to make somebody feel bad because no one's getting what they want then. Right. Absolutely. And as kind of a closing thought, it's super overwhelming. Even if you're not directly involved, which most of you probably aren't unless, you know, maybe like Bernie Sanders is listening to this right now <laughs> or Elizabeth Warren and her dog. I just, I really like her dog. Bailey. Yeah, yeah, that was why that came to mind. Like, Bailey, if you're listening to this, it's okay to be overwhelmed. Obviously, you're <laughs> involved. However, even if you're not, it is more than a good reason to be stressed, to be sad, to feel mm -hmm. heavy, to be tired. 
So if you're feeling that way, treat it as valid and take care of yourself accordingly. However, that works for you, whether it's talking to a friend, therapist, family member, getting some exercise, zoning out at a movie, playing music, doing something creative, all of the above. Mm-hmm. Just make sure that you are taking care of yourself rather than shaming yourself and saying, well, I don't know why this is affecting me so much. It should. Right. Because who says it shouldn't? It does. Yeah. And I think we're all a little tired. Yeah. I'm tired. Yep. And on that note, my other disclaimer slash PSA is to go vote. Vote for people you think are going to make a difference because I think yeah. something we all can agree on is that this ain't working. <laughs> yeah. So vote for people, get informed, get involved, vote for bills, for mm-hmm. for ideas that will make your community, the state, the country better. And if nothing else, just go vote. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you again for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please share with a friend something better to talk about than politics if you're super burnt out. (laughs) Probably not this episode because this is all about the election. But any other episode, please share with a friend. You can also subscribe. We would love that. And leave us a rating and review. And if you would like to continue the conversation on this or any of the other topics that we've put out with episodes, you can reach out to us on social media at Viva Wellness NYC. And I am at Rachel Gersten. And I'm at Jarell Carabello. We will see slash hear from you slash <laughs> talk to you next time. All of the above. We will just be excited to be in your presence for the next episode. And we hope you will join us again. <laughs> Bye. Bye.